next. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. Billie Eilish, The World's A Little Blurry. The World's A Little Blurry is a lyric from one of her songs, actually. Uh, it's uh, it's on the uh, the main album, I think. That's, uh, when, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Uh, which itself is a lyric from one of the songs on the album, one of the first songs we see in this movie. But okay, this is a new documentary directed by R.J. Cutler, and it is about the kind of recent life of the singer-songwriter Billie Eilish, who has recently just blown up um, really just to the stratosphere in terms of her career. She's very young, and this film starts in 2018 when she is only like 16 years old. And, you know, her career is definitely like starting to perk up. We explore her life as she is becoming more famous and we see in real time how that affects her, how she reacts to it, uh, her family life, because she is extremely close to her family. And she, in fact, is making uh, her debut studio album in a bedroom with her brother Phineas and they're making this album called when we all fall asleep where do we go that of course if you are any any sort have any sort of awareness with the music industry has been one of the biggest albums in the last few years uh, this movie this documentary is available to check out in select theaters uh, for IMAX um, it was originally made by Neon and Apple TV plus purchased it pretty recently and it's now getting its release you can see it on apple tv plus and you can see it on imax i wish i had seen this on imax to be super clear uh, because i'm just gonna say i really really enjoy this documentary i i definitely wa um found it completely satisfying and we should all talk about a little bit you know our billy eilish baggage i guess as it were like where we're at with this artist i think the main thing with her is that she is speaking to gen z and gen alpha right now you know, the, the, the teens, the tweens, and everybody in between. You know, she is an artist who is really capturing the anxiety of this generation. And all three of us, we're millennials. You know, we're, we're kind of outside of that world. I mean, we can obviously sympathize with a lot of what Gen Z is going through uh, to a lot of extent. But she is definitely an artist for this time. And what I really enjoy about this documentary is that I think she's going to make a lot of fans out of the uninitiated because I think that they are going to start to understand why she has really taken off because of how different she is from pop singers of before and right now, you know, and one thing I really like about this documentary too, I'll say is that it doesn't dwell on that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to like hold your hand with like, why is she so successful? You just see it play out. It's all show very little tell. Uh, I think I think this is a killer doc, and I'm excited to talk about it in earnest. But Abby Olchesi, what did you think of the world's a little blurry? Well, um, I I didn't I don't know I'm I'm a little kind of middling on it, and so I'll I'll start by by kind of airing out my my Billie Eilish baggage. I I think that she's very talented. I enjoy her music. The aesthetic around her I have never understood, and it makes me feel so old. <laughs> um, and so that's that's kind of the the thing that's sort of kept me from going all in on uh, on on Billie Eilish, and so being sort of on the fringes of interest made getting into the documentary a little hard. Um, so I'm I'm not sure if I'm completely with you, John, on like it making instant fans out of the uh, the unconverted. Partly because it's just it's a very long documentary; it is two and a half hours, and the stuff that to me is interesting and like potentially 
makes me want to be more interested in her doesn't come until the second half of the movie. So you have to kind of sit through a lot of uh, kind of well-promoted teen angst, um, which is, I mean, and it's it's legitimate. I think her, her work is completely legitimate and what she is putting out there in the world is completely honest. But it's for a 32-year-old having to sit and watch somebody go through a lot of teen angst when all you want to do is just reach through and say, it gets better, I swear it gets better, for an hour before you start to see kind of the interesting toll of fame and artistic um, development in an extremely online and interconnected age. Um, I, I feel like that was a bit of a tall order. However, I do think that the stuff that happens in the second half of the film where it goes into her like dynamic with her parents a little bit, uh, where it, it explores her relationships a little bit and like her uh, her big Coachella performance and how that really takes off and how uh, all of these things that she's been wanting to do and thinking about and people that she has been interested in for a long time, like seeing those relationships come to fruition, that to me was the more interesting part of the movie. All right. Very interesting. So it definitely sounds like it's extremely my tempo, not quite your tempo, Abby. So I'm very curious, Will, where you stand on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm somewhere in between because I do agree with you, John. I think Billy, uh, yeah, Billie Eilish is a very talented young musician. Um, I, I think she does a lot of fun work. Uh, her songs are very catchy. I, I don't I don't I mean, I haven't listened to enough of her music outside of this documentary to to say like I'm a fan or if I have like a full appreciation of her work. But from what I've seen, like her music videos are very fun, very inspired. I definitely think the uh, music video for bad guy is a lot of fun. And I've watched that a couple times. And I think, you know, she, she has a great visual style as well as a very fun uh, music dynamic. And I think she's going to become an interesting filmmaker someday if she's not already directing her music videos. And um, she is, you know, yeah, she's clearly, what was it? She is directing uh, music videos. They, oh, she they showed in the documentary. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's really coming into her own as a filmmaker as well as a musician. So, um, you know, it's clear she's a multi-talented artist. And, you know, I'm, it's really exciting to see that from like the ground level, just watching her come into her own as an artist. And, you know, like Abby was saying, like, this is her from like the like very onset up. So it, it's it's interesting, I think, especially going to be in retrospect, like seeing where she goes from here, looking back on this and like seeing where she came from. But I, I do agree that there is like that that kind of PR vibe to it that is not really my thing, which I think this movie is a lot better at avoiding. It's not like that uh, Justin Bieber never say, or yeah, never say never, what, what is it? The never stop? No, it's, never, yeah, I, I think I, you had it. Never stop, never stopping is pop star. <laughs> but right, never that, say never, I was I think getting the is, two mixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you're talking about too, like, you know, the Taylor Swift, Miss Americana thing, where it's like a PR profile right. instead of like a real deep look at this person. Yeah, and I think this one it didn't bug me like the the Taylor Swift one because that movie was like trying it was trying to be this. Like it's it's this one is a lot more about just actually following the artist as a person. Like you said, it's not like the like talking heads where people are just like, "Oh, she's a voice of a generation and, you know, she's speaking to millenn or Gen Zs on this new level." It's none of that stuff. It's just, you know, artists like the artist herself you know, showing her like how she's making these music, how she's connecting with fans, how she is able to interact with her family, but also recognizing that, you know, like she is a, a normal teenager by and large, like she has insecurities. She she isn't really sure of herself, even though she is this, you know, world famous musician. And I think that stuff works. I think that's why it makes it a cut above the rest as far as these like music documentaries are concerned. But I agree with Abby that like I think maybe because she's so young that that 
justifying a two and a half hour documentary about it. I don't fully think it warrants that runtime, considering that like the more kind of investing stuff comes in later on when we actually kind of see the curtains pull back and we see more of her personal life and see kind of more like what inspires her music. I, I think that aspect of it is a lot more interesting than the uh, the opening where we just see her you know, in her, uh, in her home life, I guess, and just trying to figure herself out as a artist. And I guess that's, that's where I land on it is that I think it's by and large a good film. I, I think it's, like I said, better than these things usually are, but I, I don't know if it fully warrants the two and a half hour examination at this point in her career. I definitely get what y'all are saying with the length. Like I never, I, there was never a point where I did, I wanted to stop watching or I wanted it to wrap things up, but there were times where I was like, man, this is really long. And so I do think that is going to be a barrier for a lot of people who, you know, you know, might be interested in this because uh, it, it does it does take a while um, to do its thing. It's kind of broken up into three segments that we've kind of alluded to. It sounds like, Abby, you kind of enjoyed more the second half, you know, because you, you, we start off. It's very humble beginnings. Um, I, I did appreciate that, like, you know how usually these documentaries spend a lot of time with like, and this is where they started. And here's a bunch of footage of them at this talent show. Whereas like this one's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like she yeah, she's been singing for a long time. This is kind of it like quickly does like a montage of like where her family comes from and like how she's gotten to this place. But it doesn't like I don't know, it doesn't really sit on that or like really try to make a whole story of that. It just sort of like jumps you into the present. And I, I gotta say, I'm just, I'm really strong on this. I, I think this documentary is just so entertaining and I understand that like she's so young, but I think for me, like what makes this stand out and why I don't mind, you know, the, the whole youth angle of like the lack of life experience, because I was thinking about it for sure. It's hard not to, I, I think though, seeing somebody like encounter those experiences and then wrestle with them over time. That's kind of what made this really pop for me. Like th that's what made me really connect with her was like, I, I did have kind of, I think Abby, you're kind of saying, it's just like, Oh, it gets better. You know, you, you want to root for her. You want her to get through this. And I think part of the, the, the secret weapon of this thing. And the reason that it, it's much better, I think than Miss Americana is because she doesn't have to talk to the camera. Like she doesn't have to just say how she's feeling like to the documentarian. It's all overheard conversations. It's all fly on the wall. It's all her trying to just like talk about this with her parents. And I, I did have this sort of feeling of like, she has a good head on her shoulders, but she has a lot of problems and issues that she's working through. And this documentary, I think, explores that very faithfully, brings that humanity to her experiences that just brought me sort of like both joy and um, inspiration uh, for her as an artist. And I, I just really, I, I just felt so empathetic with her. And there were so many moments in this that stood out to me that in other music documentaries, I think like I barely remember most of what happens. With this one, I remember so much of like the conversations um, with her parents and like just little things that they say. The Coachella thing with Katy Perry is just, I mean, that is like such a movie moment, you know, um, that and the whole like Justin Bieber thing. There's a whole arc to that that I, I just was like, I remember watching it and when like the Justin Bieber stuff was being set up. I was like, oh, I really hope they pay this off in a way that uh, really works. And it just does. I think that it's uh, it just goes in these directions that make it such an uplifting musical documentary. And I'd say in general, 2021, what a year for music documentaries, I think, like between this and like a lot of the ones we saw at Sundance, it's it's really strong. And I think that's, you know, with Apple TV and every, all that stuff, I think that between this and like Beastie Boy story, uh, clearly like 
there's a niche here that, that that's working, you know, like, you know, curating these documentaries, these like shows, these like live things that, you know, really connect with like what's going on with music today. And, um, I, I, I forgot to mention to my Eilish baggage. I, there's like one Billie Eilish song that I have like downloaded that I've listened to a bunch called come out and play. It's a single. Um, and I, I've heard her songs, like most people like bad guys, the big one, obviously, but before this doc, yeah, I, I, wasn't a huge fan or anything. I, I didn't know any of these details. Um, I didn't, I didn't know, um, <laughs> the documentary doesn't get into it, but, uh, do you all know her full name? Uh, the pirate mill name? Yeah. Yeah. Her, her yeah. full name. It's a uh, Billy Eilish pirate Baird O'Connell. Um, Eilish is her middle name. Okay. Interesting. Or one of her middle names. <laughs> yeah. 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 Her, her parents really come from the industry. Like her dad was in, uh, he has like a small role in uh, Iron Man. Huh. Um, Cause it, they're like a Hollywood family. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's an aspect of the film that I, I wish they explored a little bit more because I, I always felt like I was kind of at a barrier with them, even when they're supposed to be kind of close. I'm, I still like get why they, they kind of push her into the spotlight or like why like they kind of feel comfortable with her dating this older guy and just like like those aspects of it felt a little weird to me. Maybe because we're coming off of like framing Britney Spears and we have like these kind of more conversations coming up in the media right now. But that was an aspect of the film that also I thought was kind of weird. I don't know about you two. No, I I, I liked her parents actually. I think they they seemed like very normal parents. It yeah, really to feels to me like yeah, like they're they're down to earth people whose kid just happened to do this incredible thing, and right. they are like trying their best to parent her through like circumstances that really very few parents actually were able to understand um yeah. like there's a there's a really sweet bit uh with her dad kind of later in the film when she uh after, after she's gotten her uh her driver's, uh, driver's license. license yeah and she's able to drive by herself and he gives her like the you know kind of safe driving pep talk and then she takes off and then he has like a short conversation to the camera about like uh how how frail our bodies are <laughs> and how difficult yeah. it is to like just stay alive and just like you know he's a normal dad whose kid later goes on to win like a crap load of grammys like but that's that's not the important thing the important thing is that she's his kid um and there's some really sweet stuff with her mom too where she's talking about uh uh justin bieber and how that uh that how their relationship how their friendship is like kind of progressing and how nice that is but also how bad she feels for justin bieber like for his background and it just it feels like such typical sweet mom stuff that you don't normally hear in that uh in in that kind of context that i think those were two of my favorite parts of the movie just because they are so unexpected but like make absolute sense given what we know about that family and how they live yeah, and I mean, to be fair, like, I agree. Like, I think those are two of the best moments of the film, and I, I don't dislike the parents. I just kind of wish I knew more about them. Like, I, I still felt kind of at odds with them throughout. Like, I, I wanted to know more about, like, their thought process or how they felt about Billie Eilish's fame and stuff like that. And I, I think that's one aspect, especially because this movie's so long, that that was one aspect of the, the film that, that left me a little bit curious or a little bit more wanting, I guess. But that yeah, might I, just be me. I could see that. I kind of disagree. I guess just because I think you would have to take out. I think one of the reasons this works as well as it does is because we really linger in the shows and her like performances. And I think that's really, for me at least, very key to this film really like showing you how, like why she loves to do this, but also why it's draining her physically. Uh, Cause we see her like show after show and there is a real progression to like, when we start out, it's like, it's intimate. She's just like, she's talking directly to the audience in a very real way. But as it goes on and as she becomes more famous, they really do lay on how this is wearing her out. 
and how this is starting to overwhelm her. And particularly with the Justin Bieber thing, like, like what you were alluding to, Abby, I think there is such a fascinating undercurrent there of becoming, you know, the star that you pined for for so long because they they highlight how obsessed she was with Justin Bieber but then like like her mom is saying she's starting to understand how Justin Bieber must have felt you know and how that's just got to be such a weird mishmash of emotions it's something that a lot of these docs would kind of gloss over honestly because it's a little bit too real and it's not pr enough um i think that those are the moments where it does rise above its own limitations that it does have of being a pr profile for the most part and um and, and it made me think a lot about just seeing uh framing britney spears with the parents because there is like an example of what not to do you know in the sense of like her, her parents i think didn't have this sort of like, and this this is not something I'm not trying to be elitist, but I think part of the thing with the parents for of Billie Eilish is that they've lived in LA. They're used to like celebrity stuff and fame. It's not something that like overwhelms them, I guess. Like it just seems like they have a good handle of the situation. Whereas like with framing Britney Spears, we learned that her parents just kind of sent her off on her own, essentially with a family friend. And we're very hands off and we're very much like do whatever, be this like sort of like pop star and you know a lot of crazy things happened from there um and i think that like this shows that the next generation doesn't have to make the same mistakes of the previous generation not saying britney spears mistakes i'm saying like in general like the music industry and fans and everybody yeah i mean i would agree and i do think uh, as you were alluding to there is that interesting aspect of even though katie perry and justin bieber like they're only like i think katie perry's like 31 32 or something like that and and justin bieber is like 25 26 yeah. like they're they're really young people, but they're also like kind of parenting Billie Eilish at this point in her career. Like they have to kind of like keep her aware and like kind of shelter from like the, the terrible aspects of this career. And that's also an aspect of the film that I found really fascinating. And and I definitely agree. I think that's something that in a lesser documentary they wouldn't even focus on. Or they'd cut that out. And I'm glad that they actually address that and, and kind of show this sort of like industry of like like care process, like making sure that like you know this this whole thing doesn't overwhelm them or like overburden them. And uh, you know. Like stuff like that, I definitely agree. Like, even though this is such a long documentary, I am glad they include that into the runtime and, and made it a little bit more fuller than it might have been in a lesser film. All right. I guess that's plenty for us then to uh, finish out with our final thoughts and grades. We'll start with you, Abby. Uh, yeah, where do you where do you ultimately land for this one? Um, I think I land in kind of high B territory for this. Um, maybe not quite B plus, mostly just because of the the length of it. I did come around to it in the second half of the movie to a point where I really did genuinely enjoy it. I will say that it made me appreciate uh, Billie Eilish's music a little bit more than I had in the past. I don't know that I would say I'm a full-fledged fan, but I get it. Um, <laughs> and I might listen to her stuff a little bit more than than uh than i have before so yeah um overall i think it's the the length kind of for me puts it into more of the sort of fan territory but i think as a piece of filmmaking it still tells an interesting story and and works pretty well for the most part all right so high b for abby what about you will yeah i mean i'm pretty much a b as well um i agree with you john i think what really makes this movie stand out is both the fact that Billie Eilish is pretty forthcoming. She, she strives for a sense of authenticity in her work that really stands out in terms of uh, being a pop star of her magnitude. But also, like you were saying, uh, R.J. Cutler, the director here, he comes from a primarily, I think, political background. Like he makes a lot of like documentaries like The War Room and like A Perfect Candidate and things like that, that I think having him involved with a film like this. 
uh, allows him to have kind of a, more of like a journalistic integrity and, and ask some of the questions or explore some things that a kind of fluffier version of this film would be uh, less inclined to explore, maybe less interested in seeking out. So I think those elements make this, like I said, a, a cut better than your average film in this vein. Certainly, I think better than than something like Justin Bieber, uh, Never Say Never or a whatever the Katy Perry one was. I think it was called Part of Me. Uh, like things like that that I think aren't terrible films or anything, but they're just kind of like, you know, they, they, they serve more of a PR purpose than inviting us into their lives, even though they're by design meant to be inviting us into these uh, high celebrities' lives. And I, I think this one is a lot better at finding that sense of authenticity. Now, then again, I don't really know Billie Eilish's life, so I can't say for certain, certain that it is, but it feels more authentic. And like you're saying, I, I think it strives for that authenticity in a way that, that makes it a more well-rounded experience. But Nothing, I think, that makes it an ultimately amazing film, but certainly better than this type of thing usually ends up being. All right. Yeah. So uh, two Bs. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an A minus. I, I genuinely think that despite the length definitely being cumbersome, I think unlike those documentaries, which I think we can kind of agree on for sure, I just feel like people will actually get something out of this for their time. Like they're going to get like a net value. And I really appreciate how this documentary can and will sort of like bridge a generational gap that I personally find unfortunate, um, especially between millennials and our younger siblings, you know, uh, the Gen Z crowd. I think that what, I, what I've always appreciated about Billie Eilish's music, I do think that it's an acquired taste for people who are a little older, who don't, who were more used to that, like really glossy, polished thing. And that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just how it's the stuff we grew up on, right? But kids today just connect with a totally different type of music. And I think that's what I, what I, I think that what this documentary does well is it, I think it's going to help people appreciate and unpack her music, her lyrics, her persona, her tackling of these issues, like her authenticity um, from afar. You don't have to love her music. You don't have to think all of her music is really catchy and for you. But I do think this documentary can help people understand not just what people are going through at this age group, but also a little bit of like, what is it like to become famous in this day and age? It is like, it really is like a coming of age documentary and that it makes it very unique in that way. There's just not a lot of artists who could have a documentary like this, you know? I mean, thinking of like artists who became famous in their teen years and early twenties, there's not that, you know, probably not that much story there related to the music itself. A lot of it is going to be, you know, they be, they play, a, they go on tour, they play a bunch of shows, they become super famous. They're, maybe there's like a downfall, but you know, that sort of stuff tends to not happen until a lot later. But I think there is like a real story here, a real narrative that is, that has so much connective tissue that like really makes you think about a lot of societal issues. It makes you think about the industry and what about it isn't really working. The fact that she, you know, we start the, the doc with her making music in the humblest way with her brother and the film goes on and it changes. And then the industry tries to like reshape her and mold her and change her. But I really enjoy how it ends with this, like this whole thing with the Grammys and this whole like coming home sort of thing that does make her story feel unfinished. And that is for sure, like, this is not the definitive documentary, I think. This is not the definitive Billie Eilish story. I think she's going to go on to be extremely uh, influential in a lot of other things. I, I hope she is, because I, I really think she is a, a tremendous talent. But as, like, a, a starting point, I think, for her career, I don't think this... I think the only thing that brings it down is its own, like, 
actual limitations. Of course, like I can't rise above certain things of like having this sort of access means that, you know, it's not going to be able to go into all the messy details that it probably should. Um, so we, I don't think we get the full documentary out of this, but we get something that is, I think, really special. And I'm really glad I saw it. It's one of my favorite films of the year. Um, definitely one of the better uh, Apple TV things that's come out for sure. Um, so yeah, A minus for me. And yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you both at least enjoyed it. I I was worried it was going to be like a you know in C territory. That would have broken my heart. But bees are good. All right, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry is available to watch right now on Apple TV Plus, and you can check it out in theaters, select theaters right now. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice, or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.